The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. Trying to save it, jump ball here, and kept in play by Edwards. What a Bring great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The ball is going to walk out, baby. They're walking out the field. Carson Edwards. It's Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. You're listening to another brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, alongside Andrew Eiler, Evan Webb, and we have one of two special guests joining us right now. Colin, what's going on? Hey, first time, long time, fellas. Happy (laughs) to be here. Well, see, Colin's an interesting guest because he's Butler grad. So, of course, the Boilers are playing Butler Bulldogs in the Crossroads Classic. But Colin also, at least somewhat, likes Purdue football. Yeah, hey, it's the darling of, of Big Ten. I work for Ohio State. Also working for the <laughs> Ohio State University. <laughs> I was going to let him fill in those blanks. So, you know, I have to root for Ohio State, but sure, a little bit correct. Sure, sure. No, that's understandable. It's understandable. So, uh but uh, no, happy to have you join us tonight. We're interested to hear all your insights and perspectives when it comes to Butler basketball. This is always an interesting one with Andrews on. I, I think this is only the second time Andrews been on during yeah. Crossroads Week. He usually somehow weasels his way out of this week. <laughs> Who does he work for? I don't cheer for anybody. <laughs> he sits there miserably. <laughs> Well, at least this is the last year for the Classic, so Andrew doesn't have to worry about that too much longer, thanks to uh, that school down south who wanted out of this whole thing. And today they announced they are doing a home-and-home with Kansas starting next year. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Two two Adidas schools can get along just fine there, I guess. But but, uh, since while we're waiting on Logan Holt, the other 
Butler grad that'll be joining us. Uh, Colin, since you uh, do root for Boilermaker football, what do you think about the news that broke uh, yesterday, Aiden O'Connell coming back for a sixth year? That's good news. I mean, they they tore up everybody, though. I mean, I thought they'd give Ohio State a little bit better of a game, but they still put up some points. Uh, I mean, he's he'll probably be the – other than Stroud, yeah. maybe. I don't know. He'd probably be the front runner for – Player of the league, player of the wow. player of the uh, <laughs> year. Second, the second team behind Stroud again. Yeah, you got to think right away. He's probably the best returning quarterback in the West. I mean, other than yep. him, maybe, maybe Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. Yeah, he's, he's, getting, he's getting some weapons back. He's yeah. coming back, and oh and so is like his whole crew. The running backs yeah. coming back. Autumn Bell's coming back. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to be pretty solid next year. Unfortunately, I hate admitting that, but. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's huge, huge spark for the Boilers. I mean, of course, David Bell, George Karloff, this not coming back, officially not playing in the Music City Bowl against Tennessee. So Purdue needs some positive news, I felt like, and, and they definitely got some yesterday morning. <laughs> and, and they got some uh, good recruiting news today. Got a couple commits. A couple Absolutely. Uh, Sign day tomorrow. Yep. Transfer commits. I see I see now, and Rivals has Purdue's class ranked 20th. 20th? Okay. I, yeah. I thought I saw somewhere 19th. I'm not sure what service that was, but I mean, yeah, I mean, given the recent last couple classes where people have been complaining about Purdue's recruiting, it's definitely a nice, nice little bump. Yeah. I mean, uh, get the momentum back. It, it sure felt like lost some momentum the last two years, but mm-hmm. it feels like uh, they've definitely picked up the momentum that was there for after 2018. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who's bowl eligible or who's eligible to play in the bowl game. Sounds like there's a couple guys that might have some grade, some questions with uh, grades heading into finals week, which is not ideal. Nope. Uh, especially when one's your number two wide receiver, <laughs> number one wide receiver, and Milton Wright. So uh, hopefully, hopefully everything's good to go there. And yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. As I'm having some problems with my camera. Uh. What of you guys take this over? Why I figure this out? <laughs> well, uh, the basketball, Webby. I guess we can talk about the Rutgers game. I don't really want to, but I mean, at least Purdue had like a cup of coffee with the number one ranking. Would it be a cup of coffee? Or would it be like more like a couple sips? With a I couple mean, of technically, less, less technically like they still were number one on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, they, yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously we fell. 70 to 68 because of a miracle shot by Ron Harper. Andrew, what were some of your takeaways? I uh, I didn't believe it was real. I was just like, oh, Purdue's going to win by 10. Yeah. And they got up 10 in the second, like with like 10 minutes left, they were up like 10, weren't they? Something like that. And then. Yeah, we, yeah, we got up double digits. Ron Harper started off cold the first 10 minutes of the second half and then dominated the last like five or six minutes. There were a couple. Uh, like free throw, like rebounds where Trevion like crashed mm-hmm. and they just missed the free throw, like clank off the rim that it was long rebounds that went straight to Harper for, he got like, yep. I think he, he got free throws on one and I think he made like a put back on the other. Mm-hmm. That was just ridiculous. I think one of them was in front of a one and one and he missed yeah. it. And then they yeah. really got the layups. So like when they might as well just made both free throws. Yeah. It yep. happened twice where he missed yep. the box out. I'm not sure what was going on, but yeah, that was. But then he got an offense. Good. He got one toward the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Where he came in on an offensive rebound and swiped yeah. one away with like a minute and a half to go or something. Was that the one? There was one late. He <laughs> definitely went over the back and they didn't yeah. call it. No, I thought he ducked. There was one he like ducked under somebody and like came under the rim and got it. 
But, yeah, there was one late tan. I remember because I remember I was yelling. I was TV. yelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talk about the Jaden Ivy uh, foul. I mean, travel. Uh, with yeah. Twenty six seconds left or whatever it was. Yeah. Which, that, yeah. Colin, as as a referee, Colin Renan. Yeah, that was that was a bad call. <laughs> I mean, there's always missed calls, especially. I, oh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have I missed calls it. on the road too. I mean. If, You're up ten. You got to close. They yep. got. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. It wasn't that. That. It wasn't the refs' fault in any way, but just that travel. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but still, I also like if it was the other way, like he, like the ref wouldn't don't want to decide the game, and Purdue shouldn't have passed it there in the corner. Like that's what. Oh tried. no! Yeah, that was an awful decision. Get yeah. Awful uh, decision, and you plus you had it was sucked as as soon as he passed it, you saw Sasha streaking right up the middle. You would have gotten in. You know who knows what would have happened, but yeah, I mean that that's definitely had that been reversed, I would have been screaming at my television that he traveled. So I yeah, and get it. <laughs> and Ivy was out of control. Like he was trying to bull like bull yeah through it. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah. I don't like fault them for not calling it, but I would say like technically probably call it. But then at the yeah. with twenty seconds left and Purdue's blowing the game, like you can't like the refs can't expect the refs to like save. Well, and, and it's one of those things like Matt Painter said in the post game presser. You know, you let a team hang around on the road like that. Crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy, and something crazy happened. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just annoying. It's uh, and Rutgers has produced number for whatever reason. Four straight, four straight. Hey, right. I told you either. I said Wisconsin <laughs> and Rutgers. You got to watch out for those two games because the, the and, they play, they just slow it down. They grind <laughs> it out. You know, Physical. they're going to battle. And Ron yeah. Harper got hot. He's not he, he doesn't he did not that great of a shooter, but he had a hell no. of a game. Which who uh who'd they get waxed by on Saturday or Sunday? Who Yeah, they lost yeah. to Seton Hall, it was never close. So that's by fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Harper at one time was one for nine from the field. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. But, but I mean it, it is the I mean we talked about and you heard everybody else talk about it. You know, just it's it's what you get when you're number one, or even just not even one number one, but just like a top ranked team. If you're, you know, single digits, but especially number one, is you're gonna get everybody's best game, and you can do, you can tell that the energy in that place was at a level it probably hasn't been in a while, especially considering they're not great this year. But yeah, what, just, Jersey Jersey Mike Arena, what's it called? <laughs> It'll always yeah. be the rack to me. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a good name, and they it just was ruined it. It's all about the money. Never, never eaten Jersey Mike's ever again. <laughs> Uh, but at least they bounced back Sunday against NC State for about 35 minutes. I didn't think they were going to bounce back. But, uh, yeah, they finally woke up with about five minutes left, turned up the intensity, played some defense. They decided to and forced Sasha overtime. Shots. Yeah, yeah Sasha some shots. I thought, thought Trevion was going to get triple-double. Uh, he yeah. – this, this, this is – One assist away, yep. uh, yeah. 20, 22 – 12 and 9 or something. Something like that, yeah. And, you know, I know Jaden Ivey gets all the headlines and all the NBA draft buzz, but this is Trayvon Williams' team. Oh, yeah. And, uh, does he yeah, uh, going to start on Saturday? I think he should. He should, but. Yeah, just to, I mean, especially because Edie's the last two games, he's kind of struggled to get going. Like Last three I don't, games, honestly. Yeah, like, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, going back to Iowa. Yeah, so I think you just do something just to let him just get – into the flow of the game. I don't know what it is. If it was just, yeah, I don't know, really know what it is, but I feel like, yeah, first, first, earned it. first couple, like, I guess Rutgers would be his first, like true away game with fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First away game for a lot of guys, Ivy Gillis. I mean, obviously Gillis and Newman were both on the team when we had, when we played away, but they never on the, yeah, yeah. On the court. I always forget uh, they redshirted. 
So uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the only people who had played away games were Hunter, Sasha, Trey, hmm. Isaiah. Yeah. That might be it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But which is great. So I mean, it's, it kind of makes the loss at Rutgers even more, a little bit more, I guess, bearable. Just it was the first tough environment and. Hey, better yeah. better in uh, was it December? Tech? Yeah, December than <laughs> March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well put. But uh, now you got to get ready for the crossroads, an event that Purdue has. What? What is this, I hate this event? <laughs> this what is the tenth year. Is it only the tenth year? Eleventh year? Twenty eleven was the first year. I remember okay. our freshman my freshman year. So they're three and okay. they're three and six in it then, going into this year. Butler's got to be probably six and three. I think is that right? Three. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> the other the, the other bulldog joins us now, Logan Holt. How are we doing, guys? Doing well. Doing, doing well. well. Thanks for joining us, sir. Hey, no problem. I, I feel like we're in a big custody battle for our favorite son, Andrew Wyler. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys have the shiny new car and you know, Colin and I have like the studio apartment to offer with <laughs> I'm at least glad I have my attorney present with Colin here to try to get the win for it. You guys have someone else who's off camera in Andrew's in Andrew's house there too. You have someone else fighting the battle for you too. That's true. Yeah. Andrew's got the dress attire down. He looks like he's going to uh, (laughs) the court battle. (laughs) This was an important night for him here. Yeah. Yeah. And we were wondering why he wasn't wearing either Purdue or Butler. And he pretty much says he hates this week when they play. No, it's tough. Yeah. Well, wasn't it 2015? Last time Purdue was single digits. We played Butler. We were undefeated and Butler took him down. Yeah. That. Yeah. I think that was was my right before I graduated. It was like I was getting ready to graduate. Like, was that a couple days later? Uh, are you, are, no, I think I think the team with later. Biggie was ranked in the top ten. Yeah, I thought Haas, was I, I thought Butler was going to really struggle with Haas one year, and I think that didn't work out for Purdue. Yeah, I just remember Hammond's Hammond's and Rayfield's senior year. We were, I think, undefeated, <laughs> like number nine, and thought we we're going to blow what, Butler what out. Was, and, what was the year when Cam Woods hit the three to win? Was that twenty thirteen? No, 2013 or 2015 against Purdue. It was, it was a game. He had a game winning shot. Must have been 2013. I remember 20, 2011. Was when Cam Woods hit the game winning three against you. <laughs> well, he stopped shooting threes because he was a, was a sophomore, I think, at that yeah. time. I and mean, they stopped okay. shooting threes in a few years. So Cam Woods was our grade, right, Logan? So that would have been, as I was saying, I thought Butler played IU first year. No, because. Uh, mm-hmm. Butler tipped one in on uh, Purdue yes. at the buzzer the first year of it because Purdue had a big oh, okay. lead and choked it yes, away. Was, was that Andrew Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Andrew Smith tipped it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was Hummel's, yeah. Hummel's senior. Butler beat IU when IU was number twelve. One. Yes, yeah, that's twenty twelve. Right. Yeah. That was the Barlow, the famous Barlow shot. Yeah. Yep, probably the biggest moment game. in Crossroads history, I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. At least for a from a Butler fan's perspective. Oh, well, I think for any anybody. fans that you get the Rob Finnessy deep three. I know. Oh God, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I've blacked that out of my memory. Because that was they had they had Langford then. That was yeah, Langford's yeah. Fresh only year. Yeah, that was that was like the only three that they hit the whole game. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that, that's one thing about the crossroads I will not miss is the sea of uh, cream and crimson fans. It's going to be 80% IU fans on Saturday. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's always it's always a lot less stressful playing Purdue when we know that uh, we'll spend the whole entire other game rooting against IU. <laughs> yeah, it's always a little less. There's a little less vitriol, a little less hatred. <laughs> this game should be the second game. It's I, I think it's more of the primetime game, but it's just, it's the noon slot. But at least it's on Fox. So Fox Big Noon Saturday. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is true, right? Two Titans. That is, that is true. Logan, Logan will be rolling out of bed in Arizona there for this one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hope, hopefully I don't have to start on the drinks early because of about the performance. <laughs> well, Logan, I hate to say it, but uh, this one could get ugly pretty quick. Because Purdue's coming off a, a kind of an uneven week. I think Painter's going to have those guys, those guys just ready to go. And Butler's down, maybe down. We don't know yet about right, uh, Hodges and Enzi. Because if they don't have if they don't have one or both of those guys, forget about it. I'd assume I'd assume they're out the uh, and not going to play. The funny thing with Butler is uh, they've got to be a hard team to scout against because they've they've got a million different lineups they can play. None of, <laughs> none of them they can put up any yeah. points. None I mean, of them are any good. I'm not sure, but they, I was just looking at their, I was just looking at the roster, just curious how many players and with those two guys healthy. Uh, yeah. They have 13 guys that play that have played or could play significant minutes, which wow. has to be but, some kind of record in the country for a team. I know, I, I was, but you got, but you got a couple of the guy of those guys that probably wouldn't start for Marion or DePaul. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you're wasting scholarships. A few, only a few, I'd say. But it's 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 you know it's I I think Colin probably agrees with me that Butler's more affected by coaching than most teams in the country, just because they have so many different lineups they can play that it's the rotations matter more for this team than almost any team in the country. I mean, for moments against Oklahoma, they look like they could be a solid tournament team. And for moments against Eastern Illinois or any other team this year, they've looked like they maybe are the worst team in the country. So I mean, it's been, it really, it's depending on who's floor, it's a completely different team. Yeah, it's hard to judge. There's so many injuries and your best couple of your best players, not there. Enzi's probably their most important player because he's a, he's a bit of a playmaking for can step out and shoot it a little bit good passer, the one guy that you really can post up a little bit. So without him, I mean, they're already going to be – they're already going to face it size-wise against Purdue, and then you throw in without him, it could be ugly. Malloy, you're going you're to see Malloy? What is, it, is, it, is this I think you have to because they're no. going to have to use some fouls. <laughs> no, 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 no. He did, the, second, the second DJ Hughes was scoring yeah. and playing well against Oklahoma, you could see John Michael's Malloy's body leave. His mind leaves his body. <laughs> he will see. He will see action in this game. Gonna, just for the because little. they're going to have to. They're going to have to foul he, uh, Williams and Edie. I mean, they're not going to. They're just I not going to be. A bunch, he played against a bunch against Michigan State a few weeks ago, and I thought he didn't play terrible. He play. He, he plays hard. I'll give him that. He I mean, plays he's good for two, two moving screens a game. So. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's. You know, as good as. A player Bryce Golden's been for their career. There's times I watch Bryce Golden where I'd rather have John Michael Malloy on the floor with respect to how Bryce Golden can look sometimes. So yeah, it'll be if I were if I were coaching Butler this weekend, I'd, I'd I think I'd see if we could make 80 score 80 points and have that be all 80 that Purdue scores and just try to play. <laughs> yeah, really, that's that's there isn't a big man that can possibly play solid post defense to actually slow him down on our team. But, but the really, sad I, thing is that Butler's built to to cause, I think, Purdue problems. If the only problem is there's no 
Keelan Martin. There's no uh, Kamar Baldwin who can score and create in the half court. Because if they if they had a player like that, I think they could they could cause some issues. I mean, it's the same style that Rutgers, Wisconsin, Villanova. I mean, those are some teams that that are going to be able to go toe to toe and have with Purdue this year. So that's what'll be interesting. And Butler for Butler to be in, I think this the final is going to have to be like sixty to fifty five. Because I don't think Butler's yeah. going to struggle to score, but if it's the guards that can pressure, because that's what Iowa and Rutgers and NC State pressure the guards, and then Sasha and Thompson, Hunter struggle to get the ball down low to Edie, so then jams up Purdue's offense. So that's what Butler's going to have to do. And I mean, you've got Aaron Thompson, who's a premier perimeter defender. Uh, Chuck Harris. Who's he gonna? Who's he gonna guard? Is he gonna guard Sasha? Do you think or probably Sasha? I'd think. Um, maybe Ivy. I could see guarding Ivy. So I, yeah, I guess is it? Um, it's some or, combination of Chuck Harris and and Jaden Taylor. Jaden Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. Taylor's Taylor's at worst a competent defender. He's he's big and he's, he's he can long, move. Yeah. He's he's I would say one of the bright spots of the year for sure. Yeah. You got you got to think from uh, Purdue fans' perspective. You, you got to at least hope, hopefully, uh, that they can snap out of their cold three point shooting streak. I mean, my God, the last two games they couldn't throw it in the ocean. But. And yet they're still, I think, what tenth top top fifty in the country in three point percentage, like something like that. They're, yeah, they, they, they started ridiculously hot the first so many like games, fifty percent plus for the first like yeah. eight games. But the last two, it's been awful. And then that's kind of the formula you guys were talking about. I mean, Rutgers was kind of given the Purdue's bigs anything they wanted. They were just going to shut down the guards and the perimeter shooting, and, and it worked for them. Mm-hmm. And then I, NC, NC State was given Purdue looks. Purdue just couldn't make anything. And uh, it, 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 for uh, for Butler's optimism, I mean, the last two games, Rutgers and NC, NC State been struggling shooting all year. They got hot against Purdue from outside. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, Butler's got to take care of the ball if they're going to have any chance, but and which is not something they've done well. If you're going to slow it down, you have to take care of the ball. And I, I looked this up today: 326 in the country in turnover percentage. That's just not going to get it done when you play one of the slowest paces in, in college basketball. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, an adjustment game early where Butler could be down. A lot, you know, the only reason they won the Purdue game is they, or the Purdue, the Oklahoma game is they looked so terrible that our coaching staff was forced into making adjustments and playing lineups they hadn't played that yeah. worked. And I don't know why we've been so hesitant to do that, mostly because we've been playing bad competition or being blown out in other games where they have just decided to throw the talent, I guess. But there's there's lineups that can work on this team that could give Purdue problems. It's just going to be how desperate the team gets to do it. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't think about that. Like DJ Hughes for that Oklahoma game was huge, and he. They haven't played like at all before that game. No, it's it's they've been they they've you know it's it's a thing that's led Butler's success in the past with playing older players being really loyal to older players. Uh, the big difference for this team is those older players in the past that had resumes and had done things that had led Butler's success. The older players on this team were mostly carried by guys like Keelan Martin or Kamar Baldwin in the past, and they were not the initiators of the offense. And now we are trying to mm-hmm. like make Bryce Golden into you know even an Andrew Travis would be great yeah. for Butler fans would know and he's not even that and it's it's just it's it's not even his fault it's just that's not the player he is he, he mm-hmm. needs to be the fourth leading score you know the fourth score on the floor and instead they think he's the first and it's pretty like 
they're they're kind of in like the like where Purdue was. I, I don't know, like 2013 or something like that, when DJ Bird was forced to be like the number one scoring option when he needed to be like the third or fourth. Yep, like sure. And it's like, no, you have to go like be the offense. And it wasn't <laughs> meant to if, be that you, guy. If you told me right now that uh, the minutes would be you know over 20 for DJ Hughes, Samas Lukosius. Chuck Harris and those guys, I would tell you Butler has a chance. If they're not, they're it's they could lose by any number. Logan's a big Lukosius guy. <laughs> Lukosius is he's got talent. He might end up being a good player, but he's a turnover machine. He doesn't protect the ball. He completely changes the offense when he's on the court. First of all, completely. <laughs> Everybody in our team turns it over. What's the difference then? At least he can score. <laughs> he's good for at least two two live ball turnovers that lead to dunks a game. How about this? How about this? Who do you think has more turnovers this year, Bryce Golden or Samas Lukosius? Who has more opportunities for turnovers? Yeah, Bryce Golden is a center. How many opportunities do centers have for turnovers? We just said he's like a, he's like Butler's number one scoring option. He's a center. How many turnovers <laughs> do you think he has this year? Oh, quite a few. Yeah, almost. I bet Edie, I bet Edie has two a game. He travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She travels a game usually. He's good for a movie screen game, game, probably. He should. He doesn't get called. He should get called for three seconds every, probably once a half. Yeah, but he doesn't get called for that either. Got a good comment here from Ray Davis on Facebook. He said he bets the Purdue managers have him busy this week rebounding after practice for the guard shooting because practice time has been on defense. Edie's yeah. had twenty-one turnovers so far this year. Yeah, that's what I just saw. Uh, Golden's had. Uh... 20 so they're pretty much right there that's <laughs> folks tune in fox noon, noon on Saturday. <laughs> yep, yep. we'll turn it over more bryce golden or zach Eady. yeah yep. oh man it's gonna be interesting uh, what what's your guys opinion of uh jordan as a coach so far for butler i think he's a decent coach i think it's just really hard to judge somebody i, I mean i'm almost ready to give last year a complete wash because of injuries COVID. I mean, a whole lot of different moving parts there. Mm. And and this team has just been killed with injuries the last two years. So I, I I think he's, I think he's I think he's a decent coach and I know we'll have this argument. Some guys will say not, but he was under a lot of, a lot of pressure before that Oklahoma win this year. So I, I think you got to give him time with a healthy roster. And it's hard because the, our last, the last taste we had before COVID, that was an NCAA tournament team that sure. Butler had in 2019 that probably would have been a, a five or a six seed. So you don't get to see that team compete in the, the tournament. That's that's something I think we forget. That team also was carried by Kamar Baldwin, though. Yeah, it was, but yeah, it's not a one-person – basketball is not a one-person sport. I mean – but. You put Kamar Baldwin on any Butler team, and they're significantly different. It's like putting Jade Nivey. If like you put Jade Nivey on Butler right now, and Butler is, I mean, yes, okay, Jade Nivey is going to be an NBA player. In six He'll months, be a top ten but, pick, easy, right? That's the Kumar, consensus. Yeah. But I mean, just a, that's uh, I think like borderline lottery pick. I think I don't know somewhere in there, like ten to fifteen. I think somewhere seven to fifteen. I mean, right. if his improved shoot, if he if he shoots yeah. it all year at a forty percent clip from three. I mean, Purdue's going to win 15 or 16 games at least in the Big Ten because yeah. when you add that added threat, I mean, that is huge when the defense has to honor that. I want to hear Logan's opinion of Laval. Uh, I think Laval's a really good coach. Uh, I think he's a great motivator. I think his offense is predicated on having a ball-handling scoring guard. 
and Aaron Thompson cannot be that. Uh, Chuck Harris is not quite that yet. I think they, uh, Jaden Taylor could be that for sure. He's not yet. And I think without that, uh, I don't think he wants to play a big man dominated offense, but I think he's felt like he's been forced to this year with having the Bryce's down low. And I think once he, I think there's going to be a point in the year if Butler continues to struggle, hopefully they won't, hopefully Oklahoma was the turnaround, but where he decides to sort of abandon having those guys lead the offense. And it'll be interesting to see when he gets back to his guard centric offense that I think he wants to run. I, uh, I, I want to like Laval. I do like Laval. I just think is I don't, I don't see an offense. Like I, I don't think there's really anything. They, they don't move. Like it's what it's like watching. Like we, the, the joke for painter for the last decade was like, if you just hear him on the press on the sidelines, just all he yells is move. It just move, move. It's, and like the broadcasters even was like, what do you, do you think he wants them to move? Is like, <laughs> and whenever, like when we go, like Isabel and I, we go to the games and we talk about, it, I'm like, look, there's nobody moving. It's just like Aaron Thompson standing 40 feet from the basket, dribbling with four guys down there. I was like, oh, there's 12 seconds on the clock. Let's see if Aaron Thompson can break somebody down and, oh God, turn it over. <laughs> well, but that's sort of been his offense everywhere is yeah. having a guard that can break somebody down. And then that's when everything starts moving into motion. And so when you don't have anyone that can, Aaron Thompson can, but he, it's such a bad shooter that it doesn't. You they can't sag off. It. Yeah, and then, like, this yeah. is this is not new. Though. This is the same offense that Holtman <laughs> ran at Butler. You look at a lot of the he plays. Just had Martin. Yeah. Their sure. set offense is the same. It hasn't changed. I think the slow pace is is more what you guys are are hitting on. I mean, the offense is predicated on taking twenty to thirty seconds every possession. I just um, this team can't play be, uh, fast. They don't have the athletes. They don't have be an interesting uh, up and down the floor. It's going to be differing uh, offensive philosophies, I guess, that we'll see on on Saturday between Butler and Purdue. Because Purdue's gotten Purdue's gotten out and run a lot this mm-hmm. year, and that's kind of when their offense is really kind of humming when they're getting defensive stops and that. But then also with also slowing down and going in to Edie and Trevion Williams, the ball doesn't stick in his hands very long. He's skipping passes a lot, and that's what Butler. I feel like doesn't do as much just ball movement. Here's a question for you, Butler guys. Ray Davis on Facebook said, can or will we see Butler trap the Purdue guards on the wings slash corners? I'd, I'd say not a lot of trapping going on. Butler likes to play pretty straight up with the, you know, the, uh, Aaron Thompson's a pretty elite wing defender. I would say he's a little undersized with some people, but he's a pretty elite wing defender. So they're never going to throw help with him. Um, because of that, they're not really going to take him off somebody either to, to trap. I, I would say that's pretty unlikely. You might see that one-two-two zone yeah. uh, that he, that he threw out mm-hmm. there in the second half against Oklahoma. If Purdue struggles hitting threes, I think they'll play a lot more of that. Sure, force him to hit the shots outside. Yeah. And that's been the best Butler's look defensively all year. Mm-hmm. Has anybody zoned Purdue yet, Andrew, in heaven this year? I don't think so. I don't I think know. so either. I can't. I couldn't remember anybody zoning. But the key to that zone though is having certain guys on the floor. He won't do it if Lukosius or. Uh, with Lukosius is on the floor. I don't think he's. I'm not sure he's done it all year. You know, Lukosius is what six, 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 seven. Yeah, he's big. They did that on and off most of the second half, though, against Oklahoma. Well, and I know he was in that's, there. That's because Lukosius played 15 minutes in the second half against Oklahoma. Yeah, it's. I think. I think it's a. I think it's a having some moss on the floor thing. Is that he? You know, he probably gets exposed in man. I would imagine, and he's pretty effective in the zone at least he's a big body with arms that can fly around and i think that's kind of it'll be interesting to see how much he's played i mean there's been times this year i know he had a little illness when they're in vegas but 
he started until uh, Aaron Thompson came back from that mm-hmm. suspension, and then there were games he didn't play. And it, it's it's he's been his minutes have been zero to thirty this year. Well, and that's what and that's out. what you said, Logan. With like that's what Butler needs is like they they need to start to go so bad that then they just throw it all out the window and just like they throw really something do. out there. And that's to get DJ Hughes. But uh, I I think there'll be more pressure. I think they'll be kind of forced to just because they've kind of seen it with what it all started with Iowa, Iowa Preston, mm-hmm. Purdue peed down their leg. But Iowa runs that press that hardly yes. anybody else runs in the country. No, but still just showing the pressure. And then Rutgers press the guards, NC State's really athletic, mm-hmm. high pressure. I think it just has kind of exposed or showed a weakness for Purdue's guards that I think every team is going to try it. Let they can do it. I mean, they can't do it as well as. NC State, Rutgers, or Iowa because they don't run it, but they'll try it, I think. I think you'll see it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah, there's times last year where Laval threw out a 1-3-1 mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a trap at the corners. So, I mean, it. who knows? It might be there. They have a full week, so. Yeah, yeah, that's always the interesting thing going in the crossroads, the full week of preparation with finals week. Uh, Evan, what do you think the Boilers need to do, focus on for Saturday? Hit some damn shots. <laughs> well said. Yeah, something we haven't done the last couple of games. Um, and I mean, it's pretty easy to say just go through the big guys. I mean, I think they have a hard time stopping them. And I like to see Edie kind of break out of his funk that he's been in the last couple of games. Yeah, it'd be nice if Matt gets back to using all, the all 10 guys. You yeah. Know, uh, especially if it's a close game, that depth and the fresh legs can really take a wear on the opponents. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he's trying to find a rotation and settle with it because uh, Brandon Newman, for instance, not so hot out on the East nope. Coast. Uh, trigger happy, even if he's contested. Uh, Caleb first didn't play a whole lot. I mean, he didn't play all the second half of the Rutgers game after being kind of his defense. Yeah, his first defense kind of got exposed the last two games. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people wanted Isaiah in there at the end of the game, but he sticks with Hunter. I noticed Painter likes to go with his veterans late Mm -hmm. in games, even if even if they're not playing well. I mean, Sasha was playing terribly. Stuck with them, hit two big shots towards the end. So and Hunter had that big steal that at the end of the NC State game that led to. With a missed layup by Ivy, but the putback right. dunk by Trey. So right. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. This is gonna be a, a interesting uh, matchup and in, in environment for sure. So so a score. Let's let's do some score predictions for Saturday. <laughs> start with I'll start with Logan down the left corner. All right. I'll tell you, if you'd had me on before the Oklahoma game, I'm not sure I could have uh, predicted a, a big enough margin. Uh, I think pre-Oklahoma game, I probably had predicted about 80-40 for you. Uh, I had as little faith as I've ever, ever as I'd ever had in the Butler team. Um, you know, they showed some really cool flexibility in the second half. I, I said I had faith in Laval, so I'm going to, you know, keep keep a faith in him, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Butler wins this 68-65. 68 points for Butler. That's all that might be. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, the, I did look away. They're, they're three and seven going under this year. They've gone under seven of 10 games, and even Vegas can't figure them out. Ray, Ray Davis is going Boilers big 82 57. I don't know about that. But I, I, I don't know about, I don't about I, that. I hope you're right, Ray, points, but I'm not that confident. The <laughs> like Butler line is going to be around 20. No, I don't think it'll be that much. I bet it'll it's be like 11, 12. That sounds closer, about right. Closer to 14, 15, maybe. I mean, it was Butler 11 in so Oklahoma. Yeah, and Oklahoma yeah. was unranked. So Purdue, yeah. top five team in a neutral site, probably be a little little bit more. 
you're they're they're giving Butler history a lot of credit if it, this is under 14. <laughs> Say that. Well, okay. What was the Butler Michigan State line? Wasn't that like Michigan State Ooh. minus three or something? Well, that was before they knew how horrible Butler yeah. hadn't played any real teams at that point. And, and that was Hinkle Magic too, there. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work out for him. Uh, well, Izzo, yeah, F Izzo. Colin, what's yours? Um, that's eighty-two is a lot of points, but yeah, I'll, I'll say because Butler plays Butler plays pretty good defense, even with mm-hmm. with these guys here. You know, I'd say seventy-three fifty-nine, Purdue. But I, problem is Butler gets out to double-digit deficits ten minutes into the game, so you're behind the eight ball from the and, start. And actually, Purdue starts pretty slow usually too this year. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a blistering first like ten minutes of this game on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> what was the yeah. I thought it was legitimately might be the worst first half team in the country. <laughs> yeah, even, like a, even the Butler's best game of the year, they had twenty two points at half. We're gonna get to like the under twelve, and it's gonna be like seven to six. <laughs> Evan prediction. Uh, I'm gonna say Boiler seventy eight sixty four. I think, uh, I think Butler keeps it close, like that single digits, just to really make me sweat for most of the game, especially second half and then very last minute, Purdue kind of pulls away. I'll go Purdue 77-65. And Andrew. I'm going to go 74-66 Purdue. I think uh, – I think Purdue's going to struggle with. I think I think Butler's guards can uh, give Purdue's guards some trouble on offense, or Butler's defense is going to. I think Purdue's going to continue struggling, getting the ball down low a little bit and have some turnovers. But I think Trevion is going to have. I think Trevion's going to have ten assists. Wow, ten assists! Yeah. He's going to. He's going to go a little too unselfish, I think, at sometimes. He does that quite a bit with yeah. the fancy yeah. passes. Yeah, when it when when it's not needed, but uh, but it should be fun for the last Crossroads Classic. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that the event's been around so long, but yet is going away thanks to Indiana. Would uh, think. Would, you, would you guys be opposed, or would you think that with Butler and Purdue did their own thing and kind of stuck with it, and I would love didn't that. an annual thing. I would, yeah, I would love it. Even throw Notre Dame in the mix too if they were interested. I mean, just do. A, I want Purdue and Butler do a home and home. Yeah, I Mackie, so badly. Yeah, that'd be well, that the nice the nice thing about it is that would open up a Gavit game matchup between mm-hmm. the two. Yeah. That could definitely happen. And um, same, I guess, for Purdue and Notre Dame to ACC Big Ten challenge. But yeah, we can we can uh, we can blame IU for ruining it for everybody because well, they think they're a lot of they think they're too good to be in this. So well, when you've got an event like the Hoosier Classic, they play every year. <laughs> hard, you, know, you don't you don't want to have two premier events like that in the state of Indiana. <laughs> You know, a powerhouse, powerhouse you, Merrimack. You, yeah, when you can host yeah. Merrimack, why would you do anything else? Yeah, so. well, when you got that, that's that's bringing the people every year to you know bringing eyeballs to the screen. Why would you want to do anything else? Oh man, uh, well, yeah. We how, many, all... how many events? How many guys? How, how many times have you guys gone to the crossroads? Uh, I've gone at least twice, maybe three. Uh, I've been there once. I think I went to the first once. three or four, and Purdue lost them all, so I said I'm never going again. <laughs> I know Andrew and I were cursed out by numerous IU fans. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Sophomore year when when they put the Butler students all the way at the top, and yeah. after uh, Rodney Clark, what they say, Rodney Clark was making threes from Hinkle Fieldhouse, and uh, Barlow hit Barlow. That was an overtime, right? Barlow hit the floater in the lane in overtime. Yeah, Barlow hit the floater. I was when IU was number one. Yep. It was the Zeller. Yep. And then, uh, 
Yeah, we we heard a lot of not a lot of not nice things. We might probably said yeah. some not nice things. We walked out. <laughs> nah, deserve it after you knock yeah. number one off. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was it was. I remember that day for a long time. Yeah, was, and, and Logan, a lot of their fan base roots for the same college football team you do. So that's true. You, you got you got that in common. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> oh man, but uh, uh, no. It, any other thoughts going into going into Saturday or or regarding Butler the rest of the season? I mean, where where are they going to fit in in the Big East race? I think they're one of the most unpredictable teams in the country, just from what I you know <laughs> from their roster flexibility standpoint. You know, I think honestly, if they if they commit to playing a lot of these young guys and kind of get off some of the old guard, that could change a lot of things. If Bryce Enzi, Bo Hodges, and Miles Tate all end up showing up healthy and you know playing well, then we have twelve guys that are, we're going to be fighting for rotation minutes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think they're probably going to have a really up and down year. I think they're going to lose some games. Seems they shouldn't lose two by 25. And I think they're going to like, you know, beat a Villanova, beat a UConn, beat a Seton Hall on the road or something they shouldn't do too. It'll be an interesting team to see if they can get the amount of wins to even make it. You know, I think they're going to have the quality wins by the end of the by tournament time. It'll just be interesting to see if they have enough wins to even be in consideration. Who's going to yeah, challenge Villanova Big from East the is- East? Uh, the Big East is gonna be good because yeah, I I hate to say it Xavier is a, Xavier's gonna be a problem. They got They've been kind of a surprise to me at mm-hmm. least. They got a lot of talent. Jack Nunji transferred from Iowa. He's, yeah. he's mm-hmm. he put up thirty one on UC the other day. Thirty one and fifteen. Is West Miller like, the coach I, I now? Is that right? What is that? Is, who's their coach now? Is it West His Miller? His name's Travis Steele. He's oh, actually oh, oh that's right. That's he's right. That's right. Alone, yeah. Actually, yeah, he's on the. Uh, He's, he was on the hot seat, I think, coming into the year. Mm. If they if they didn't didn't make the, they don't make the tournament or maybe an early exit, they might move on. But but they look pretty good. Seton Hall looks good. Providence has been a surprise. UConn, um, UK, yeah, UConn's really good. And Villanova's lost a couple games, but they're you know you know what Villanova is at this point. Yeah, they'll so, be there. Yeah, Marquette beat a Kofi-less Illinois team. Yeah, it'll be a six to it'll be a six. I think six plus team tournament team conference again, like it, like it has. Wasn't well, Saint Saint John's supposed to be decent? And they're not too. They were hot. middle of the pack, I think. I saw preseason like sixth or something, five, six, seven, oh. somewhere in there. They haven't looked all that great. Georgetown hasn't looked too good, but they. Oh, have Patrick a Ewing, Patrick <laughs> Ewing era is not going so hot. <laughs> hey, they beat Syracuse the other day. They did. Colgate beat Syracuse too. <laughs> Indiana couldn't do it. So yeah, I was gonna say Indiana. <laughs> they can never beat Syracuse. 110 points on the road. They can't beat Syracuse. They can't win at Wisconsin. The two things Indiana basketball cannot do. <laughs> and hopefully, they lose in the crossroads again this weekend. Oh, I hope so. I hope. I so. saw they they've officially got a better a better record than Butler in the crossroads now, which I'm hoping is. I'm hoping he's on a lot of chalkboards in Hinkle this week. Well, I, I think I think Notre Dame's only beat Indiana in it like one time. Yeah, well, yeah. I just yeah. I just signed it up here. Let's see. Okay. Uh, it's it, you know this isn't a stat the boiler breakdown is gonna like, but oh that's okay. Uh, no, I know we suck at yeah. it. <laughs> Produced three and seven in it. Notre yeah. Dame's four and six. Butler six and four, and IU is seven and three. I think most of Notre Dame's wins are against Purdue too. So <laughs> yeah, uh, let's yeah. see. Yeah, Butler. IU's only one against Purdue. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, from that perspective, I'm not sad to see the event go away. Yeah, but I was going to gonna... say, it shows, shows how good a sports you guys are, that you're the ones rooting for it. But, but it's, it, I, I just know it's a good event for the schools and the fan yeah. bases. And the, 
and I always want to call it Banker's Life. I know it's not Banker's Life anymore, but <laughs> um, it's it's a good event for the venue too. But because um, Indy's the perfect sports city, but mm-hmm. such a cool, yeah, it's such a pain that I use like ruin. I, I guess Notre Dame technically won it out too. I think they well said because they bring fifty fans. They literally bring like fifty <laughs> fans. So, I mean. There's more Indiana fans wearing Notre Dame gear than there are actual Notre Dame <laughs> fans, basketball true. fans there. That's true. Anything, I, I don't want to do ex- expand it and add. You know, right. I think it'd be fun to add Ball State, and Evansville before, and IUPUI yeah. and IPFW before. Yep. And yeah, I think it'd be fun to Valpo, just move into yep. it. Valpo in it. I think it'd be fun mm-hmm. to have, you know, it, it, it games from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. there and just, just really maybe a high school game thrown in, just really Absolutely. lean in. And yeah. <laughs> what was the rationale? What, what did, what did they actually say publicly as to why? I, I don't know if they ever made like a public statement, but it was well known behind the scenes. They wanted to get in that like champions classic that UCLA, Ohio state, UNC and um, Kentucky, in they wanted to get in something like that but well, none of those schools are going to drop out of that so well, i'd also like to see them in something like that because you know, <laughs> oh, they would get humiliated so i'm sign me up for the petition to get them in one of those <laughs> the, the, they're, they're obsessed with wanting to play kentucky again yeah i don't know which is a fun event i wish ohio would do something like it with yeah ohio would be great State, for it. cincinnati yeah. dayton and xavier mm-hmm. yeah. you put those yeah. four that would be awesome. Because yeah, I thought there was a rumor a couple years ago they were trying to do something like that, but it must have not come to fruition. Yeah, because yeah, not, not many be states could really good. could really do something like this where you've got that many high high level Division One teams. Right. Yeah. Right, and, mm-hmm. and and this is the basketball state in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, hopefully they can figure out something else going forward to where Butler, Notre Dame, and and Purdue can be involved with something. Leave out the school that's left in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I I am surprised, Andrew Evans, that we don't have any Tennessee fans in here today. I keep waiting for them to pop in. Yeah, yeah. So since the bowl we'll game is getting week. closer, I don't know Logan or Colin if you saw that. Evan Evan's been antagonizing oh, Tennessee fans on. I Tom. did not do anything. <laughs> are they yeah. chirping? What do they got to chirp about? Um, they just chirp to chirp. All Evan pretty much said was don't give their fan base attention, and we had over 100 replies to that one. It tweet. was our most popular tweet by a long slide. <laughs> yeah, by, by a long slide. They came out of the – we didn't tag them, nothing. Nope. They came out of the woodworks. And, and all of a sudden, since I mentioned Tennessee, I see our viewer, viewer counts going up. So, <laughs> wow. so maybe they are watching. So, Sent uh, a bad signal out. Yeah. Yep. yep they, uh, they, they want the smoke. That's what they kept telling us. They want the smoke. So. <laughs> Uh, here we got a comment, not from a Tennessee fan, but uh, Thad Mooney s- set two and four games of all Indiana schools. Call it Hoosier Heartland Basketball Classic. Could be a good weekend in Indy for hoops. We cool with that. Yeah. yeah. yeah Indiana exactly. State, we didn't mention them. I feel like oh, we're, yeah. we're yeah. making more fans coming in hot in the mention. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Legend's going to come in hot on, on yeah, the Yeah, Larry will be coming at us, coming at us personally. Logan, it's you like a house of horrors for yeah. Butler basketball down there in Terre Haute. Yeah. I think Butler won, didn't we, when we went to that game, Logan, like our junior yeah. year? We got the bus. Yeah, they did. Cooper Neese is like their best player now, yep. too. Oh, yeah. He, he's he's yeah. stud. He's stud. He was, a, he was a Butler Bulldog for about four days. And, was uh, he? <laughs> yeah. Laval took the coach, coaching job, and about a week later, Cooper Neese was on his way to Indiana State. I think Laval yeah. came in and said, yeah, man, this isn't the program for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he's well fit down there in the what are they still Missouri Valley Conference down there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yep, yeah. So, uh, any other final thoughts going in Saturday? Not how, how, much gonna, how much fun are you gonna have, Andrew? Are you wearing the uh, Are you wearing the Brady Quinn sister jersey where it's going to be the hat? <laughs> <laughs> I'll use even let him. No, That's I'll true. be I'll be wearing Butler gear. Okay, That's all right. I'll be wearing a maybe a producer underneath in case things go really yeah. south halfway yeah. through the game. Right. Happy we'll wife, Bob happy it. life. Yeah. yeah. Will Bob and Mary be there? Pulling for the boilers? Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Isabella will be. Uh, the obnoxious Butler fan. <laughs> we need it. I'm sure her score prediction is Butler big. I know. You want to give your score? She's thinking. 68, 64 Butler. She says 68, 64 Butler. Oh, I had 68, 65 Butler. We're, we're, oh, we're I don't know where we're getting all these points, but I'll take it. <laughs> Hey, Lucocious is going for 20 this week. This is Lucocious' breakout game. Miles Tate. Miles Tate did play against Eastern Illinois. He did. He played four minutes. about four minutes. Yeah. yeah. So now we have three point guards. With a huge knee brace on. So Miles is 44% from three this year, boys. I'm telling you, he's he's the guy. Uh, so that's going to be the guy to go off for six yeah. threes. I know somebody on Bowling would go off for six threes. Don't, don't let Matt Painter hear it, but he's coming. That dude on NC State, I forget his name. He no, was going it's going to be if yeah, who's, who's, be the, who's the career twenty percent three point shooter? Yeah, going to shoot. No six Bryce Golden. Oh. Bryce Golden <laughs> has four threes. Yeah, there Bryce. I, I was looking at that. Bryce Golden has taken fourteen threes this year and made four of them. Uh, oh, he's there, is, yeah, there he is. Golden. <laughs> he's Actually, that's that's much better than I expect. I mean, yeah. his career like around thirty percent. He's. I would have thought he was like four of 28 percent. Yeah, you know, he just doesn't take. He doesn't take a lot of them. We're, we have a lot of Bryce's and we have a Golden and a Bolden, so yeah. it's pretty confusing. <laughs> yeah. well, Jair Bolden Bold- is like leading the country in three-point percentage, I think. He's at 42%. Bolden's going to have to hit seven or eight, so that's the only way. <laughs> He's such a liability everywhere else, though, sometimes that it's – I'm not sure – I'm not sure he's part of our best lineup that's, on the board at all. That's time. a good. That's a good point, though, Tanner. There's going to be somebody to go off. So oh, who's no. going to have? Who's going to have a career game? It might. It might be Lucocious, Logan. It might hey, be his might be. coming out party. All he needs is enough minutes. I'm getting anxiety already. <laughs> yeah, thinking okay. about this. God. <laughs> uh, Evan, do you remember? And Andrew, maybe years, because ever since like '09, you remember uh, Keaton Nankaville, who played for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He had zero. <laughs> Career three pointers going that game was six for six against Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a six ten guy. I remember. Uh, that. Yeah, ever since that game, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, whoever the worst shooter is that actually shoots threes. Um, Butler had that happen in the Oklahoma game and yeah. ended up somehow still winning. So the, the guy <laughs> that the guy that hit the uh, game tying three fading into oh, his own yeah, heart in his face is like a twenty eight percent, twenty seven percent shooter, and then he hit. Yeah, Harkless. He's not a shooter. Yeah. Arkless. Then he hit at least one or two more in overtime. He hit at least one more in overtime. Yeah, that like, game went to overtime, and the final score was like 54-52. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty not I, pretty, baby. Yeah, I, I remember having it on. Butler was down big, and yeah. then I turned it off, and then I woke up the next day, and I'm like, oh, Butler forced overtime at one. I'm like, big win for them. And that's a good win because that's a quad yeah. one win, and Oklahoma mm-hmm. just went went out and beat Arkansas yeah. yep. a couple of days later. Yep. So, 
I'm telling you, it's oh, oh, Butler's in a position to. Uh, I'm not sure if they'd be. I'm not. You know, I I I predicted a win against Purdue. We'll see how that goes. But they're 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 in a position with a good Big East slate to still have that Oklahoma win show and at least see at least be near it, which is a thing that after that before the Oklahoma game, I would have said, man. No chance to make the tournament whatsoever. So, crashing out wins. Do they, do they have a bad loss on the resume? That's the that if you're a super optimistic Butler fan, that is the thing. Is I I probably consider blowout losses bad losses, but uh, all of their blowout uh, losses are at least a good yeah. team. So yeah, yeah, I think they're all ranked. A and M might not be ranked, but um, yeah, that's, still good, ranked. Good that's good. That's gonna be their worst loss. But but Houston and Michigan State are both yeah. uh, really oh, really yeah. good teams. I don't think and, Michigan uh, State's all that good. I don't think Michigan State looked that good. I think they're Butler. pretty good, Andrew. Maybe maybe that's. <laughs> Maybe that's I hate Butler. <laughs> that could be that could be Butler's style and Butler's defense making teams look bad. I thought Max Christie looked really good for Michigan State. Other than that, I thought I wasn't all that impressed. I mean, I mean, I think right now when you talk about Ten, I think Michigan State's right there, right behind Purdue. Because I mean, it's yeah. not Michigan. No, it's no, not. It's not. I, I, yeah, I hate to say I'm a bias, but Ohio, I think Ohio State. Oh, will Ohio have, State, yeah. Oh yeah, will be up there too. EJ Liddell might he might be the best player in the country. Mm-hmm. He's really, that's really aggressive. Good. He's he's really good, but uh, at least in the conference. I mean, I don't, yeah, even the, the conference. conference yeah, I mean, yeah. Who, who else is who else would be conference player of the year? Kofi Coburn's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he is. But I mean, Hunter Dick, Dickinson. Eh, but he's probably for Travion. I mean, Travion yeah. as of right now, he's probably maybe third behind those guys. Trace um, Jackson. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, yeah. he's got to get his points. He's there, so yeah, sure. he's, he's got to flex. He's got a flex on people, um, but really surprised the Big Ten's been Minnesota. Didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, they, they're going to be in the top half. I think mm-hmm. just watching them play. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. I think Wisconsin will wake up and they'll come back to life. I don't. I, I was don't surprised. Any- I thought Iowa was going to be a bottom dweller, and they've played tough. I mean, they haven't. I don't think they won either of their first games, but they I mean, they hung with Purdue and they hung with Illinois. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they fare. Well, Maryland, Maryland beat Florida the other day with Danny Manning as their coach now. So that was really strange. Uh, yeah, odd timing was... for a coach to just leave like that. Yeah. I'm sure it, well, there was discussions internally, but I I can't remember Still, seeing that in a while. I I think their fan base was pressuring him so much he just oh, had yeah. enough and he goes, yeah. "I'm out." <laughs> Which he he had what only got them to one Sweet Sixteen in like the last yeah. decade. So I mean, yeah, they won the Big Ten two years ago or yeah. share of the Big Ten, but like yeah, they had. I mean, you're talking Maryland. I mean, they've got a, especially when more of someone there in the ACC, they had a, they were a pretty, pretty solid team. And yeah, they just mm-hmm. haven't lived up to what they want. Mm-hmm. So, well, fellas, it's been fun. You're welcome back anytime to talk. Uh, if you want to talk Bulldogs or any, any college hoops or even college football season, hop on on. So. Appreciate it. We'll wait for, we'll wait for Butler's good. big college football run to come on. <laughs> 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 Yep. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Thank Thanks. Thanks for having us.